The reason I call these soapbox sessions is because back in the day, or maybe even present day, people who really had something very important to say would stand upon a soapbox of sorts, meaning a box, a large crate, or something that would elevate them above the crowd so that their voice could be heard with or without a megaphone because they had something of importance to say. So thank you for listening to another soapbox session. All right, (laughs) it's time for a rant. (laughs) And I say that with like humor in my voice because of the simple fact that I have to do them sometimes. I realize that my voice deserves to be heard, you know, like, like Whoopi Goldberg's character when she was a guest star on A Different World and she said to Tisha Campbell's character that you are a voice in this world and you deserve to be heard. And truthfully, I feel that everyone is a voice in this world and everyone does deserve to be heard. However, comma, (laughs) I must say that if your voice is being used to diminish, destroy, tear down, hurt, harm, curse, defame, slander, or otherwise spew just pure negativity onto other people, your voice needs to also be silenced until a time comes when you learn how to use your voice for good. And this doesn't necessarily mean that everything you say, everybody's going to agree with, or that everything you say is going to be, you know, eloquent and articulate and perfect. It just means that when you open your mouth to say words, there's so many different quotes. You could probably Google quotes about talking or quotes about speech or quotes about using your voice. There's some quotes that say, you know, before you speak, let your thoughts pass through three gates, you know, gates, meaning, you know, passageways gates. Gate one might be, is this necessary? Meaning is whatever it is I'm about to say going to improve upon the silence. That's another quote is what you're saying, improving upon the silence. Otherwise, if it's not just be quiet, another gate that your thoughts should pass through before you speak is, is it kind Is it kind? Literally, is it kind? Meaning, is whatever it is I'm about to say going to not only improve upon the silence because it is necessary, but it is also words of kindness. And if not, be quiet. The third gate that your thoughts should pass through before you speak is, is it truthful? Is it truthful? So, meaning, is it the truth not is it your truth is it you trying to tell somebody what their truth is is it the truth and of course you can only speak to what you know and what you know might be in a limited scope of general knowledge and understanding what you know you might firmly believe in what you know what you know is typically based on your experience it's based on observation it's based on education it's based on you know acquisition of knowledge in whatever form or fashion that you do that is it truthful so that's only three gates 
One, is it necessary? Two, is it kind? Three, is it truthful? And I can honestly say I am an imperfect being as are the rest of us. That sometimes I open my mouth and things come out of it that are not necessary, that are not kind, that are not truthful because I am imperfect. However, I do make the conscious effort to allow my thoughts to pass through those three gates before I open my mouth and say words, which a lot of times results in less talking for a little while until you get to a place in your life, in your growth, in your journey, in your stage and age of life where you've started to train yourself to let your thoughts pass through these gates almost subconsciously. But because, you know, we're human and depending on what stage of life you're in, you might have some pretty calloused habits, things that have kind of just been the way you are for a long time. So the idea of introducing something new, like, you know, policing your speech, I hate to use the word policing. I hate when people use that word because I'm not policing your speech. I'm really just encouraging you to be more mindful, more aware about the things that you say, why you say them, and what you're hoping to accomplish by saying them. And the reason why I'm speaking about this on this particular, you know, rant or soapbox session, as I like to call it, is because something that's been coming up for me lately, as I use my voice on a podcast, on Instagram story, on online coaching program, in a conversation in person, in a conversation over the phone, whatever, that I'm finding that a lot of people are really uncomfortable with silence. A lot of people are really, and I'm not talking about like silence during meditation or silence during like a movie or, you know, sleep or like church or whatever other places where you would like normally be quiet and it's kind of expected for you to be quiet. I mean like silence in general, like sometimes it's okay not to say anything. Sometimes it's okay to just be even in the presence of another person and just be, you know, Sometimes it's okay to, you know, spend time with someone, especially if it's someone that you spend time with all the time or sometimes someone that you see all the time or someone that you live with. We don't always got to be talking all the damn time. It's okay to just be. And the reason why it's coming up for me also is because I want to know the why why people are uncomfortable with silence, why people feel like they need to fill all the space between breaths with words, especially when the words haven't passed through those three gates, when the words are not necessary, they're not kind, or they're not truthful. And chances are, if it's not truthful, it's probably not kind. It's probably not necessary either. Chances are also, if it's not kind, it's probably not truthful, probably not necessary. See how they kind of work together? So, The reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I've been posting recently, well, specifically, you know, the last couple days about bullying, adults bullying adults. And the reason why I shared that and I got, you know, some DMs and people were asking, like, are you okay?" And I'm like, I'm cool. I'm talking about folks who are out there bullying people and think it's okay and then want to you know put on a a social media persona that's like supposed to be uplifting inspiring and positively impactful I can't get with that I understand that we have a social media presence and depending on who you are your social media presence may be 
in full alignment with who you actually are. It might be 80% of who you are. It might be 60%. It might be 40%. If your social media presence is less than, I'd say, 80% of who you actually are, I behoove you to reassess your presence on social media because the reality is social media is meant to be a platform for connection, whether it's through marketing for a business, whether it's through marketing for a, you know, a service-based business, a product-based business, whether it's marketing for a brand, your brand, you the brand, whether it's for you know, connectivity between people who are apart from one another. It's a way to check in. I mean, we know all the things that social media does. I don't really need to explain all that. I think you guys get it. What social media is not is meant to be a tool for passive aggressive narcissistic people to use to bully people. That's not what it's for. Social media is not a tool to shame or to, you know, abuse or attack other people. That's what it's not for. And I think the reason why social media is so connected to this need to constantly, you know, speak is because social media, particularly Instagram, I think that's the one I would say, I don't, don't quote me on this. I'd have to do some research, but I would say Instagram is probably the one platform that is utilized more than others with the exception of maybe Twitter, um, you know, Facebook and Snapchat, no shade, but you know, when these platforms, you know, were birthed into our society, they created a huge platform, a huge stage that is not necessarily policed in this case it's more appropriate to use that term that is not necessarily um, managed it's not you know no one is in charge of social media is basically what I'm trying to say meaning unless you put some real 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 ill shit on Instagram your stuff will probably still be there and then sometimes if you just put something that is like not acceptable to certain parties they'll remove it and say it's inappropriate we'll do it But for the most part, straight up adults bullying adults happens on social media all the time. And, and I'm including every platform of social media, the interwebs as a whole, Yelp, Facebook, uh, whatever, I don't know, other platforms where people go to talk shit, whatever those are. I ask myself, why is it that social media or the internet in general has given people the gall to be able to blatantly aggressively passive aggressively consistently abuse belittle harass defame annoy or bully other people why is it what is it about the internet and so I asked myself that so I'm like what is it about the internet I was like, Sean, what's it about? And then I was like to myself, I said, it's because the internet is, you know, for a lot of people, it isn't real. Um, you know, the internet is a, is a shield between you and anybody else. Just like talking on the phone, kind of a shield that's a little different than like talking to somebody in person. You know, it carries a different energy, a different vibe, whatever you want to call it. So the internet is like an even bigger shield because unlike talking on the phone, you don't even have to hear somebody's voice. They can just tippity tap, tap, 
tap tap on a keyboard they can tippity tap tap with their thumbs on a screen you know they can use a voice app (laughs) to talk shit like there's lots of ways for you to be able to speak quote-unquote on using the internet and what I don't like is that what people don't necessarily think about or realize is that words have power words have power to heal words have power to hurt and I feel as though a lot of people forget that the same power and strength that words have to heal they have just as much power and just as much strength to hurt so when people say things that are coming from a place of anger disappointment hurt the things that come out of them are wrapped up in anger, disappointment, and hurt. So depending on who you are, if you're on the receiving end of negative speech, of bullying, of slander, of harassment, whatever it is, even the strongest person, even the person who's very self-aware, very self-sufficient, very, you know, fully and wholly their complete selves, even that person is still a human being and still has the vulnerabilities within their psyche, within their spirit to be hurt. There's no such thing as somebody who is impenetrable to hurtful speech, to hurtful words, to hurtful action. There's nobody, 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 nobody. And if anybody says they are not affected by negative speech, by hurtful speech, by bullying, they're lying. They're lying because, or maybe they're a cyborg and they're really not a person. So whatever it is that tells them that it's okay for people to talk shit. It's okay for people to be mean. It's okay for people to be spiteful. It's really not okay. And a lot of times I think that people like, you know, say what you got to say to make yourself feel good. Say what you got to say to get through the day. Damn, that is a big ass rock. Sorry, I'm driving (laughs) and I'm driving by a construction site and we had to stop for a second, you know, to the traffic pattern and there's a big ass rock being lowered from a crane, Hmm. which actually kind of gives me an idea for an analogy here. Time for a break, time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. When I worked for Apple, one of the things that I learned in training that stood out to me most was this concept of giving fearless feedback. And basically what fearless feedback is, is, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, it's fearless feedback. It's basically courageously, honestly, and authentically giving someone 
feedback about their behavior, performance, etc. Sometimes fearless feedback was critical. Other times it was celebratory. And when I first was introduced to this concept of giving feedback, especially in a work environment, I was like, wow, sounds like you guys are giving us permission to kind of just like start shit with each other. Because of course, you know, if you have like a coworker that you don't really like at all for personal reasons, the first thing you want to do is be like, you know what? I need to go give so-and-so some fearless feedback. And then you just like tell them about themselves. It's not what it means. Okay. Fearless feedback is actually an agreement between the two people that are a part of the conversation. An agreement between person A who wants to give the feedback begins with them asking for permission. Hey, can I give you some feedback? And sometimes just by someone asking person B if it's okay to give them feedback, that puts them on the defense. Why? Because unfortunately, a lot of people want to pull you aside to holler at you and tell you where you're fucking up, what you're doing wrong, what you need to work on, opportunities for improvement. We get to a certain point in our lives, I think as adults, where we stop pulling each other aside, taking pause to tell each other, you know what, I just want to let you know you're dope. Just want to let you know you inspire me. Just want to let you know, I'm really proud of you. Like, how often do you, as an adult person, say to your peers, other adults, be they coworkers, members of your tribe, members of your inner circle, partners, spouses, how often do you just pull them aside and be like, I'm proud of you, and just, like, walk away, and just, like, let that marinate? How often do you give the people around you positive, celebratory feedback? I would, I would begin to argue or present a position that says that most people don't do that very often. A lot of times we interact with each other, you know, we say things like, I love you, I care about you, blah, blah, blah. But like, rarely do we really take the time to pinpoint like a really, really good thing that someone is doing or something that we are experiencing with the person to say, you know what, I have to say this to you right now. It's necessary. It's kind. It's truthful. And you just give them something really, really good and gracious. We don't do it often enough. And I know this because when I give someone positive feedback, especially an adult, their reaction is so like, overwhelming joy you know what I mean which I love I I think it's great that people have such a, a beautiful you know reaction to it at the same token I'm like shit when's the last time somebody said something positive to you is what sometimes I I think and I feel and I you know take that thought a little bit further and say why don't we say positive things to each other more often and genuinely like it's one thing to double tap You know, it's one thing to like, to comment, to retweet, to share, but like the people that you know personally in particular, it's really important for them to hear from your mouth, in your voice, in your unique sound vibration, something positive coming from you. It's important because it's a, it's a very common 
It's a very common action for people to say like, yeah, I support such and such. Yeah, I love so and so. Yeah, I'm all about da 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 da. But like, are you really? Or if you are, how do you show that? How do you express it? You know, and that kind of goes into like language, love language, way you express yourself. This is another conversation. But this particular conversation or this particular, you know, soapbox session, I really wanted to focus on what it means to use your voice and and understanding that using your voice is a privilege that we all have. It's a birthright that we all have. However, using your voice comes with a set of responsibilities that I think some people forget to learn forget to understand and forget to practice especially if it's a person who hasn't used their voice in a long time ever you know maybe was not given permission to use their voice maybe didn't believe that their voice mattered maybe didn't believe that what they had to say was important enough for their voice to even you know exist and you know kind of like when you give you know uh you know, a child, you know, a certain amount of freedom, they just like wild out and do the most because they've never been free before. You know, they're, they hit a certain age and you're like, Hey kid, your curfew is no longer nine o'clock. It's 12 o'clock. So then they stay out until like 1245. You're like, no, see what it said was your curfew curfew was 12. So now you're doing too much. So now we need to go ahead and scale it on back. Sometimes if a person has not used their voice, in a long time or if ever, and they get permission, they give themselves permission, you know, a therapist, a coach, a person says, Hey, it's cool. It's time. Go ahead and use your voice. And they use it and they come out with the dumb shit and the, all the things that they've wanted to say their whole lives. And they're given fearless feedback, but it's really not feedback. It's just a whole lot of passive aggressive attacks and you're like, the receivers are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's all this coming from? And it's coming from a whole lot of pent up, you know, experiences, emotions, etc. that they never express. However, again, if you are a person who's just recently found your voice, don't go out there and start screaming. Maybe you just start off with a whisper, then graduate into full speech. Maybe start off with just like small bits and then gradually allow yourself to embrace your full voice because what can happen is that if you're going from not using your voice, not speaking up, not saying what's really on your mind, not speaking when necessary, kind and truthful, and you just come out with everything, it's a lot and it can be overwhelming. And because you're not trained in using your voice, because you haven't had the experience, you lack the... um, the rules of engagement and understanding how you can express yourself. You can stand your ground. You can present an opinion that might not be, you know, shared by a bunch of other people. You can have a debate. You can express when you're upset, hurt, disrespected, etc. There's a way to do that that doesn't have to be combative that for damn sure doesn't have to be passive aggressive and can actually be very constructive. That's what feedback is. That's what fearless feedback is, is constructive feedback. Even critical feedback 
can be constructive based on the way it's delivered. Just like that rock that was being lowered to the ground by the construction site. If old boy on the crane had just dropped it on the ground, it probably would have gone through the ground. Somebody might have got hurt. Most likely somebody might have gotten hurt. It would have destroyed something. It would have destroyed something that maybe they just put together. But because they lowered it to the ground with intention, with ease, it still hit. It's still heavy. But because of the way that it was delivered, it wasn't damaging. It wasn't destructive. It didn't destroy anything. And a lot of times what happens is that people hold on to stuff and they let it build and mull over, et cetera, et cetera. And to the point where it becomes as heavy as a big ass rock, as a big ass stone. Well, I know that was kind of like random little tangent type rant that I just went on just now. But the reason this is on my mind is because there's people in my life that are finding their voice. There's people in my life that, for whatever reason, didn't think that they had permission to use their voice, to speak up for themselves, to stand their ground. And because they're just finding it, but they're not necessarily learning the rules of engagement, they're creating a lot of destruction unnecessarily. And then there's also people in my life who use their voice all the goddamn time and probably just need to shut up a little bit. Just need to sit down. Need to just not say anything. Or before they do say something, to ask themselves, is what I'm saying passing through the gates? If it's not, let me chill out until it does. Because communicating is an art. It is a skill. (laughs) And I think that people mistake talking for communicating. We learn how to talk as children, mama, dada, food, potty, dog, cat, girl, boy, whatever. However you learn how to speak. Maybe you learn how to speak in a different language. You understand what I'm trying to say. When we're little... The adults around us are modeling certain behaviors. One of those behaviors is how to talk. So we learn how to speak. Sometimes that's where the learning ends. And we just go out through our life just speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking, but not ever listening, not ever understanding the difference between listening and hearing, not understanding the difference between listening and active listening. We don't necessarily learn how to communicate. Understanding that a conversation is a dance, that a conversation is an agreement, that a conversation is a creative opportunity to express yourself, even if you express opposing views, even if you express opposing beliefs, you can still have a conversation. It's the people who cannot participate in a conversation that often end up in conflict They often end up destroying themselves, others. They often end up creating a persona or a reputation about themselves. And the reason why I think this happens so frequently is because people just kind of smash through life. Like just, you know, I'm just doing what I got to do. Just, you know, kind of survive. I don't have time to learn how to communicate. Who has time to learn anything else? Well, y'all, we all need to make the time to learn to communicate 
we all need to create the time and make it a priority to learn how to talk to one another, how to really engage with one another in a positive way. We have to learn that because the, the result, if we don't, is we're going to continue to destroy each other. We're going to continue to tear each other down. We're going to continue to dismantle one another and take pride in it. Like yesterday, uh, I got a DM from someone that wanted to date me uh, last year. And I was like, nah, I'm not really feeling you like that. But I believe in what you do and I support your art. And, you know, by all means, you know, big ups to that. And so I invited them to be a guest on my podcast and was like, hey, you know, you're doing something positive, you know, all love, you know, peace. I'm here to empower, impact, and, you know, make a difference. And they decided to slide into the DM. And instead of just saying, no, thank you, I'm not interested, they decided to leave some slanderous comment in my DM accusing me of this and that. And I was like, wow, how long have you been holding on to that one? And I was also like, in my, this is me. When I say like, I mean in my mind. I didn't actually say it. In my mind, I was like, whoa, you're still hurt. And you're hurt because I rejected you. And unfortunately, I don't want to date everybody who wants to date me. Sorry, but not sorry. But why the person saw this invitation, me, you know, uh, what do you call it? Extending an olive branch to say, hey, you know what? I wasn't trying to date you, but... It's been about a year and I see you're doing positive things and I want to be able to showcase some of your talents. So here you go. I'll give you a platform. Instead of just saying no, taking an opportunity to attack, let me know that the person that is represented on their social media is not in alignment with who they actually are. And there was a part of me, the human part, that wanted to clap back, that wanted to be like, I'm sorry, I... And just rip them a new asshole. But I didn't do that. Why? Because I'm on this journey. (laughs) I'm on this journey to being authentic and transparent. To being vulnerable and being courageous. And understanding that hurt people hurt people. That some people are just bullies. And some people will get to the point in their lives where they decide that it's time for them to do something different. Where they decide that they've had enough of whatever it is that they're experiencing. And they decide that the time that it takes to slide into somebody's DM to quote unquote, tell them about themselves is not their place, is not their responsibility. It's not a good use of their voice. It's not a good use of their time. And it really just creates unnecessary, icky, foul, fucked upness around them. So don't do it. So I think I'm going to wrap this up because A, I'm not even sure if all of it recorded because I'm driving. So who knows? This could have very well just been a conversation between me and me, but uh, hopefully it did. I'm going to wrap this up with this. Before you speak, (laughs) speak in the sense of via text, via email, in person on the phone, in Instagram post, in Instagram story, on a tweet, on a podcast, in a song, through dance. However you communicate, before you speak, ask yourself, is it necessary? Is it kind? Is it truthful? 
And truth fools where a lot of people get tripped up because people are like, well, this is my truth. And it's like, mm, your truth, but is it the truth? Because if it's not the truth, it's not truthful. And the truth, I get, you know, people are like, oh, the truth and the way you interpret it, it might be different. Gotta, gotta. Do we all agree that the sky is blue? Truth. Do we all agree that water is wet? Truth. Do we all agree that fire is hot? Truth. Now, we're not trying to nitpick about the interpretations of truth and other bullshit like that. You know what I mean when I say, ask yourself, is it true? You know what I mean? Because everybody has body signals that let them know when they're about to do something stupid or mean. You got tingles in your fingers and your toes. Your stomach might do flips. You might get a migraine. Your teeth might, you know, clench. You know when you're about to do something fucked up because your body, gracefully, was designed to give you these messages. So, again... Before you speak or express yourself, it's probably better. Before you express yourself, ask yourself, is it necessary? Is it kind? Is it true? And if it is not all three of those, think twice. That's all I got. Peace, y'all. Namaste. It's time to wrap this up and I just want to say very sincerely thank you. You have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them. Right now in this moment I see the light, I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity and the pure joy that shines within each of you and I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste. Now that you've taken the time to listen to the podcast, let's stay connected. You can find me on social media at Keyshawn Rains or my website, IamSoHum.com. Check out my first book, Because I Said So, on Amazon. If you enjoy what you've heard, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast.